mastered economics cause you took yourself from squalor Slave. Mastered academics cause your grace said you were scholar Slave. Mastered Instagram cause you can instigate a follow Shit. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar Get it? Yeah. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar Get it? Stay strapped. What's up, Dan? We're going to run the jewels today. I'm technically the only viewer today. Sad. <laughs> it just says one, so assume that's me. I'm going to assume that's you too, because I'm not viewing. All right, Dan. Warm. Warm. It's kind of a funny question to ask you, how are you, when I've seen you the past three days? Give or take, yes. It may have, it may have been all three. It's not disingenuous, though. No. Hello, everybody. Everybody being just Dan. Also, we got to remember that there's the audio version. So if you're the audio version, you are everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to This Might Sound Stupid. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, uh, you should subscribe to us. You can subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Music, which I guess is going to become YouTube Music or something now. Zach LaRoche's uh, house. Uh, Zach LaRoche's house. He just apparently plays it. Picked, Oh, he just plays our podcast? Yeah, just uh, like on his speakers outside. Cool. He's got a nice outdoor audio set up by his pool. <laughs> um, you can also follow us over. on Twitch. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter too. We tweet stuff tonight. We asked everybody what music should we intro with, uh, and run the jewels. The song just is what one. So that was kind of fun. Uh, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter. It's at TMSS underscore podcast again at TMSS underscore podcast. Uh, what else? If you ever want to email us, you can email us at this might sound stupid at gmail.com. People will email us random topics and we will discuss random topics. Check out uh, my uh, one man show uh, about Zach De La Rocha uh, and how he has to adapt becoming a suburban dad. <laughs> After being in Rage Against the Machine? Yep. But it's fictional. Yes. It's kind of like being John Malkovich. Correct. <laughs> Or uh, who's that stand-up comedian? He's Australian. He had a show like that that was just like about his reality. Oh, and he played like nine different people. No. Oh, not that guy? No. Not not, not, not Ranger, sir? No, th- no, not that guy. That guy has some awesome shows. Uh, the he's, I think his name is Jeff something. He's a tall guy. Nobody's in chat, so nobody can help me out. He's an Australian comedian. He had a great joke a few years ago about gun control. Barbados Slim. Yes, it's Barbados Slim for Futurama. Sorry. I don't know how I was getting that confused. It's easy. He's from, Barba- <laughs> He's from Barbados. He is. Uh, yeah, our podcast is brought to you, uh, as always, first and foremost, by Joey the Good Boy, who didn't mm-hmm. want to come downstairs today. He was no. Really, he was real tuckered out. I almost let him go because he was so tired. But he eventually caved and came down. We'll check in with Joey. He's all curled up. 
he's tired. He he was at cousin's house playing with cousin dogs all day. Ooh. So now he's and, pooped. and little cousins. Yeah, he's pooped. Yeah, he's tired, man. That's why I didn't want. It. Usually, he's like, "Oh, we're going downstairs, okay." But today was like, "Dude, I'm on this fucking couch already." Don't you fucking do this. Didn't to me. want to come in. We're also brought to you by Mike Long, mm-hmm. who's a very talented designer from uh, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and he designed all of our uh, all of our graphics, including the Joy the Good Boy graphic. And hopefully someday he'll design us T-shirts. So you're warm, huh, Dan? It's a hot day. <laughs> it's a hot day I, for Minnesota. Yeah, it's 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 not just that it's hot. It's like it's wet. Humid it's, it's, it's a swampy swampy hot so like oh, you it's, can't escape. Not, it's probably the like people are, from the south probably hear us complaining oh yeah it's but it's yeah, it, uh, it, just, it just envelops you in what, it's like sphere of hot what are you drinking to cool yourself down there this that is a cool is, fucking can oh yeah uh stone bueno Vesa. it's their uh salt and lime lager Ooh, ooh. have you had it yet Yep. That sounds delicious. First sip goes out to uh, Big J. Big J? Nice little light, you know, 4.7 lager. Sounds really good. What's this called mm-hmm. again? Uh, bueno Vesa. Bueno Vesa. I am drinking. I haven't had this yet. This is from Blackstack. Uh, since going back to the... Oh, yeah. Actually going to the liquor store, I kind of only bought Blackstack. This is Am I Right? Am I, am I Right? It's kind of a basic can, but basic is not a bad description. I like the basicness of it. It is an mm-hmm. Australian-style pale ale. Interesting. I don't know what that means. This is one of the world's crispiest known forms of mosaic and Vic Secret. Uh, and then I do like it. I don't know if you can see it in the bottom in like this real old-school kind of typeface. They have product of St. Paul. Oh, nice. Give it a try. I haven't tried it yet. Do it. Ah, that was a weak crack. Yeah. I feel like my audio is not very loud, but when I look at all the levels, it's normal. Yeah, you're not bad. Big J is for you. You like it? That's really good. Oh, nice. Oh, that makes me miss Barrel Theory so much, dude. It makes me miss sitting on the patio... Throwing back a few beers, not having to worry about fucking crazy world bullshit. <laughs> it was when it was just normal world bullshit. Just a nice light pale ale. Yeah, I don't know. It's really good. It really does make me think of uh, several different barrel theory beers, none of which I could name, but like it's like like IPA style though. It's not as uh, it's not as bold as an IPA. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's like a little more laid back. I don't know how to describe it. Better than koala piss, am I right? <laughs> it is a pale ale. It is b- bitter and sweet. I'm not. Go- I'm not. I'm not good at this. I don't know enough about beer, but it's like, you know how an IPA is like more kind of upfront, especially especially theirs. Yeah, this is like it just doesn't have that kind of like punch. It's more. It's more mellow, if <laughs> that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, it's you, you drinking? Yeah, it's really good, and it's only like five point three. God damn. Um, 
I'm going to be drinking some of these tomorrow. We're going to go over to the cousin's house and spend all day outside. I'm going to spend all day outside in the shade, but outside nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Bring some beer. Hammer up some drywall. That is Mm -hmm. a Friends television show reference. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if it's because I turned the audio down on the mixer so we don't get that constant annoying buzz, but my audio and my headphones doesn't feel loud enough, which is weird. Can you just turn yourself up on the headphone um, thing that I bought? I suppose I could, but I'm not going to fuck around with it right now. Um, Yeah, it is. It's hot. You know what's funny? (laughs) I, when I was a kid, I hate, like, I hated just the heat that came with summer. Like, just hated it. I was, I would like, uh, what's the opposite to look forward? I can't think. I would like dread. Uh, I would dread the summer yeah. and the heat. Um, and, and like every year as I get older, I'm more and more accepting of the heat. Like I like yeah. it. I like like today. I chose to bike to the high school and then I biked to the middle school. And it was like good to be out in the heat. Mm-hmm. And I like being out just just in a pair of shorts, kind of sweating. Tomorrow, my plan is to jump rope on the deck and just pour sweat yeah that'll, that'll do it so i don't know i don't know what what the difference is uh i know my parents my parents it would today would be like the first day of the summer that they would turn the ac on so maybe that had something to do with it mm-hmm. my parents would like they were very reticent to turn the ac on you know what i mean yeah like we had like lots of fans in the house okay I don't know that that's it. I just, I, oh yeah. I ha- I like I, growing up. I loved winter and I hated summer, and now I'm starting to like dislike winter and like summer. It's just kind of switching. I, I existed a lot in the heat, just because we all sports played so much sports. Yeah, that I was just outside all the time. Okay, so it it didn't it didn't bother me. Um, Mostly just yeah, make. I, Go ahead. I was just gonna say yeah. Like I went for. Like they could play for like thirteen miles right every day, and it wasn't bad. It was hot, and it was it was it was uh, it was nice, but as I was like moving around and stuff, it didn't. It it, it wasn't terrible. No, especially if you're on a bike, you're gonna get yeah. a good a good little breeze on the bike. Yeah, I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. Like right now in my basement, it's cold enough. I had to get a sweater. Oh really? Yeah, my basement gets frigid. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe if I was downstairs, it'd be different. But I'm like upstairs. Yeah, you're all the way upstairs in, in my in my three in my three floor house. That's where like upstairs in our bedroom, it is warm, mm-hmm. and so sleeping. I sl- I don't sleep as well. I think it's true for everybody. Probably I don't sleep as well when I'm too hot. Yeah, but I also I don't like sleeping without covers. Like my son will just sleep without covers. He doesn't know better yet. Yeah. I don't like to sleep with no... I like a, like I like basically a loincloth worth of covers in the summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but even then, it's harder to get more, like snuggled in. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. The heat doesn't... Uh, the heat just doesn't bug me as much anymore. 
I like to get a good sweat in. I was bummed my HRV robot today told me I couldn't work out. Uh, what did it say here? Do, 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 do. Is that the robot language? Yeah, you have to you, you have to sing it awake. Your sympathetic activity appears to be abnormally elevated. Consider active recovery and or guided breathing. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I did do a pretty big workout yesterday, mm-hmm. including, man, I got to do these more. Do you know what Bulgarian split squats are? It's where like, how do you think I would know what that is? If you're squatting, you put, uh-huh. you put one leg like up on a table or a bench behind you and then you're sure. you squat down with this leg. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So you're only squatting on one leg, but man, it killed my butt which is not a bad thing that makes sense because yeah like i'm sure that's that's got to be like isolating a piece that like when you just do just a regular two-legged squat you aren't coming close to touching no well and the other the other two parts of it one is i got from uh jeff cavalier from athlean x which is one of my favorite youtube channels i think that guy has 10 million subscribers at this point Ooh, nice he's awesome how many let's see Athlean X, 10.4 million subscribers. That dude's great. But one of the things he has is uh, he tells you how to, you can either isolate your quad doing it or you can isolate your glutes doing it. And so if you want to isolate your glutes, you like lean your whole body forward. Okay. So that's how I was doing it because I was trying trying to get my glutes. But then when I went to see a physical therapist last fall, she was like, well, that's true, but also if you want to isolate your glutes, don't let your knees, like the rule, don't let your knees go before you're like go beyond your toes in the squat yep. is it's kind of a rule. Like it's your knee, depending on what muscles you're trying to isolate and what you're trying to do, your knees going beyond your toes is fine. But she was like, but if you want to isolate your glutes even more, which is a part of what she said I should do for this knee pain I was having, she was like, don't let your knee go beyond your toes. So I do both those things and it's, there's like just this strip on either side of my ass that just gets mm-hmm. so sore. And then I forget to do them. I need to do them more. I think I forget to do them cause they suck. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. But yeah, I wanted to, today I wanted to run or jump rope and just get a good sweat in. Yeah. If it's like this tomorrow, um, like not super windy. I'll probably run just because. How far do you run right now? I usually just do about two. Okay. Um, at some point, it might just jump to 3.4. Because like if I... What is that, a 5K? Is that why you have that number? No. It's just oh, okay. for some reason when I, when I add in uh, like Powers Lake, it basically doubles it. So you run from your house two powers and run around powers? Yeah, because I run around this other, this other little thing of water, and then I can just do this. But if I go, whoop, up, and then I yep. can, just powers just kind of seamlessly gets added in if I wanted to. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, excuse so me. If it's, so if it's like this, uh, I might do it just to make myself feel like I'm... Exercising? And losing, yeah. Like, it just, there's something, yeah, there's something about sweating that much there's that something. Makes, yeah, there it is. You feel like it's it's doing something. A good, something or like more. a really good sweat is really nice to get. That's why 
I that's why I want to jump rope because I'll I'll be outside the whole time and I am just like it gets to the point where my gym shorts you can ring out. It's this it's I I I really like it. You should you should wear like the uh, you should just wear like the small like runner shorts that just have. Like, I bought I bought a bunch of new shorts. Okay. Do you want to see them? Sure. Show my legs. Oh, are you gonna put them on? I got them on. Oh. Yeah. They're nice and short. You can squat in them. Do they do they have the uh, do they have the built-in lining so you can so it's easier to go? No, but I have a bunch. Commando, of if you wanted. Did you see my? Oh, I couldn't hear you. Say that again. My wife's on. And I said no, they don't. But I have a bunch of compression shorts. Oh, okay. See, that, that's where I, I I started noticing when I just wore these like uh, like the like five inch, uh, and, like two pair of like these of the running shorts that just have like the liner. Yeah. Just like the really thin, just kind of thing. Um, and I don't get hot down there, just because it's just it's just all air all the time. But it's mm. like. I have a pair uh, of uh, Nike ones like that that we bought at the outlet center when we went to uh, Brainstorm a few years ago. Oh, they mm-hmm. have like the underwear built into them. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like those. But mostly what I wanted, I don't know if you could see it, mostly what I wanted because last year I bought like at Target, they just had some like generic exercise shorts that were on a good sale and I bought them. Mm-hmm. But what I realized is that they're like – if you're going to squat in them, you have to like hike them up oh, boo. before you squat. So with these, I wanted to get ones that were short enough. This, If you're listening to audio, this you can't see this. But they also, do you see this split they have in the side? Yep. So that it's really nice for when I'm squatting or anything like that, like getting down like that. It's nice yeah. to have that. The only problem with these is that my... Since I bought them, my thighs are getting too thick, <laughs> so they're like they're tight on my legs now. Oh, because my because from just squatting and deadlifting and running and biking, my legs are getting thick, mm-hmm. and so already my legs are kind of filling them out. Where when I f- first bought them, they weren't. Mm. But whatever, they're still really comfortable, and they're also just great shorts to wear. Yeah, it's funny. Like I, if I was working in my basement. I'd wear the running shorts, but I don't run in them. <laughs> what do you I run, run in? Longer. I run just, uh, just a, like a, a looser, longer short. Huh. I will wear, let's see. So tomorrow I'm going to do jump rope, and in between jump rope I'm going to do some lat pulls, or bent over rows, I guess is technically what I'll do. Shoulder presses... What else did I want to do tomorrow? It my workout dep- what I, what shorts I wear will depend on what I'm going to do as a workout. If I'm just running though, I've ru- I've realized I like the shortest shorts possible. Hmm. Like the shorter the shorts when I'm if I'm just running, the better. Not true when I'm biking. If I'm biking, I don't want like Oh, no, don't do that. Too much of my legs out. Uh but, I, I think it's it's probably also like a a uh a psychological thing for me since I'm shy introvert. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to wear those tiny shorts outside. Ah, you know what? Yeah. That makes sense. I don't mind it. If I'm running, I mean, if I'm running, we talked about this, did we talk? No, we talked about this off the podcast. 
Cause you, will you not run shirtless or will you run shirtless? No, I, I have a shirt on. Okay. Cause I'll run shirtless and just in a tiny pair of shorts. Doesn't bother me at all. Like that's mm-hmm. if I could if, run in any way all the time, that's how I would always run a tiny, like nothing but a tiny pair of shorts mm-hmm. and just pouring sweat. Um, but like tomorrow when I jump rope, because I like to, I like to save the shorts that are nice to squat in, or do any like do any of that kind of bent over stuff. Uh, so tomorrow I don't think I'm going to do anything for my legs besides jump rope. So if I'll I'll wear a longer pair of shorts because it doesn't I don't need the mobility. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I'll do jump rope and then I'll do all the other stuff. But a lot of days, you know, for like nine days in a row, I ran a mile as my warm up. Um, and then would come back and depending on what I'm doing, I'll wear short shorts. I had, uh, yesterday I ran and I had like knee and ankle pain for the first time in forever. It was, I was kind of oh, bummed because cool. I've been running for nine days, a mile a day with zero pain. Like there was just nothing. Is is there a chance to your shoes? Uh, yeah, but it, you know, I was wearing the same shoes when I was running with no pain. No, but like it might, it might have just taken time for like your legs to. Uh, you 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 put enough wear on them now since you've run for a month and a half that it's it's starting to feel it. Well, it's not that's not impossible, but I also f- would feel it right away. Okay. My wife says maybe you overdid it, and that's why your robot said you can't work. That, out. That's also the thing. It's like like maybe you just went so hard at the beginning that you've you haven't like injured yourself, but your legs just haven't fully adapted. Yeah. It wasn't terrible yesterday. Like if I had kept, if I had kept going, it would have gotten worse and worse, but it was like, Oh, there's, it's a little, it was just, it was a little tweaky. Like when I say knee pain, it wasn't unbearable. It was just like a little knee pain. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was, you know, at the end of that, like nine days that I did. Mm -hmm. And then I took, I think I took two days off of running. One day I took off to jump rope. And then one day my robot said, don't work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I ran again yesterday or so, whatever the fucking timeline is. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, my hope was at the end of the nine days, I was going to start running two miles. Oh, I, I was texting you guys. Yeah. That I, I was like, I'm going to run two miles. And then I went out to run. And after a mile was just like, feeling like i just the the best way to describe is i i can feel that my form isn't right okay like when i can feel that my form is right i have zero pain and i feel like i could run forever Mm -hmm. so i don't know what the i don't i'm trying to figure out what the difference is the past two times i've run compared to all those other times like what was what was different my form Hmm. yeah so tomorrow i'll jump rope and I'll jump rope mostly because I want the sweat. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just going to go back to trying to run a mile every day, except for if it's tweaky, I'm not going to run and be tweaky every day. So, yeah, like for me, I learned I needed uh, Adidas shoes. Because um, just in the difference in the way uh, Nike or like Under Armour would like have like just like the structure of the sole, mm-hmm. um, and the way it would like the way 
to basically like make my leg move as I was like, uh, as I was running, it didn't feel good. Huh. So like the way the way my gait works is the the Adidas like the whatever the whatever the Adidas or however they do their sole is uh, is for me. Did you go to that one store to figure that out? No, I, I was just by like happenstance okay. that I just like um, I just tried a couple different like shoes and I just noticed that like whenever I had got like the the Adidas running shoes it it felt a million times better. Interesting, because Javin and Rolo both went to some store yeah. where they like analyze your gait and get it's, you the perfect pair. It's of fucking shoes. amazing how crazy that is, because like every diff, like every shoe brand is like so minutely different in how they structure their shoe that one like one of them could be completely terrible for you. Yeah, I and wonder. It, 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 it's and it's like it's not like it's not like shoes are made that like that differently in, in like in my head, but somehow the way that they force your foot to hit and land is so, you know, is different just in like whatever, just the way they manufacture their shoe that it, that it's, uh, it doesn't. I haven't run in tennis shoes ever. What's the thing? I, it, it's got to still be the same for barefoot running though. Like that shoe is made up in a certain way, whatever shoe you're running in. It's pretty so a different manufacturer's shoe. There's not a will, lot to it. No, I know, but there's like a different manufacturer's shoe will probably affect the way you land i wonder yeah the the only other time i ran i did have one summer where i was running like completely barefoot i didn't wear anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and I, didn't, I don't remember having any pain then but i was also much younger i was like 24 25 you're just a young chap so it was like that was like a decade ago <laughs> shit. um but yeah i don't know how to describe it i th- what my assumption is and i don't know if this is right but I, I just think the muscles that will that support the proper or like the form that I need get tired because mm-hmm. when I was running a mile a day 100%. every day, I didn't none of those days did I experience any pain and I felt like I could run I seriously I felt like I could just run forever. but I was forcing myself to stop like we were talking about a, four, a few weeks ago because I'll just go until I hurt myself mm-hmm. So I was like forcing myself to stop uh, to try to build up my muscular endurance. But now I'm kind of bummed because the past, like I said, the past two times I've had pain. So I'm trying does, to... Does it seem like it's, like, is, does it hurt if you're like, does it seem like you're going side to side? I can't tell. Is that where the pain's coming? Okay, okay. I need to run more. I just, I think what's happening is when I'm landing, this is also just from stuff that I've looked up. Like when you're running and it doesn't matter if you're running in shoes or not from what i've under become to begun to understand is like when you're running you don't want your foot you know if this is your body mm-hmm. you don't want your foot to land out here because it no there's no impact you basically want your foot to land right here and then your legs are built to take yep. the impact of the you know so it's you so much sh- more efficient too you should be reaching but then when you land you land like that and then so it's like reach land Reach, land. Beautiful. Beautiful. Right? My finger running. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think what I'm doing is that at my, when my muscles are tired, my form is off, and I'm not using all the muscles in my leg mm-hmm. to land. I'm over I'm, – I'm using like t- – I'm just not – I don't know. So that was 
my initial thought was like, okay, well, I always feel fine during like my first mile or mile and a half. And then at two, two and a half, it starts to get a little tweaky. And by four, I might have actual pain like while I'm running. Oof, yeah. So there, that, that that's where I like took a little bit off. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm just going to run a mile a day because I'm always good for that mile. And now it was mm-hmm. like the past two times I ran, I was like, what the fuck? Why do I have pain now? So and and then I start to wonder, am I in my head too much? That's always a, that's always a possibility too. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just going to keep just, running. It's just, it's just growing pains, you know, your the different ligaments and things like that. It's not quite been used as much. Yeah, I'm kind of hopeful. We're trying to figure it out. I'm kind of hopeful that I just have the maturity to not totally hurt myself. Yeah, like you're not pushing. So you're not pushing too far. Yeah, because what I really want to be doing is I want to be out there running six miles. And if I, if I like, if I really want to run six miles, I just go run six miles. I don't, I don't care what kind of pain I'm in or. But then, but then you'd be like limping the but, next day at work. But then like, I, oh, yeah, but then I, but then I have to call in sick to work because I wouldn't be able to go. <laughs> so I gotta not do that. Um, it's kind of all I got. Podcast over. Uh, well, I was hoping more. Uh, I was hoping more live viewers were gonna be here for this one. Oh, Joey's moving. Joey's a live viewer. Can you hear him sniffing? Mm-mm. There he goes. Um, yeah, I think we only have AL Ostracamp in chat. Um, should we go? Out, should we move on to our topic anyway? Sure. Hold on, I gotta get off Jeff Cavalier's page. All right. Uh, we only really have one segment on our podcast. It's called uh, mm-hmm. Rob's Random Topic. So if this is the first time you're listening to us, uh, I'll quickly explain what, what Rob's Random Topic is. Uh, sometime during the week, Dan or myself will text our friend Rob demanding a random topic. Uh, the rule of the random topic is first thought, best thought, which just means... Whatever thought pops into Rob's head first is what he has to text us. And that's what Dan and I have to talk about. This week, Rob said children's educational TV shows. That's it. Perfect. So I he <laughs> it's a perfect it's a perfect example of a Rob's random topic because he gives us zero direction. It's just a topic, mm-hmm. and and I thought it would be one that uh, a lot of our our normal viewers would have fun, would get a kick out of, uh, <laughs> like Al Ostercamp. I thought people would have fun naming their favorites. So Al Ostercamp said Magic School Bus. What? Yeah. So Al Ostercamp, Amber. It's the Rob's random topic is just educate. What? How? How did he phrase it? Children's educational TV shows. Are you saying that's your favorite? Did you have a favorite growing up, Dan? Children's educational. Um. 
Well, like early on, I watched uh, Reading Rainbow a bunch. Now that, that's that's one of the earlier uh, educational. I think it's like I I don't know if you count like Sesame Street definitely taught me a lot. So I, I I'd say it's educational in that way. Like there's always a lesson and they teach you things uh, in an episode of Sesame Street. Did you watch Reading Rainbow on your own? Yeah. I don't ever remember watching it on my own. Like you remember, like you would watch it with your folks? No, sorry. That's a poor way of putting it. We would, they would show us Reading Rainbow in school a lot. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, no, I just remember like watching it on TV at home. I don't ever. I also didn't watch Sesame Street at all. I, maybe you, I did, and I don't. Hardcore. Maybe I didn't. I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I ever watched Sesame Street regularly. Uh, it was just. It was not in my. Well, it's not in my memory. Sure. Whereas I, rem- I remember watching like Ghostbusters and He Man and Ninja Turtles. Like I remember those very vividly. So there's like a certain age where you were start remembering TV. I guess and so. It's, and, it's, and it's and like I, I, you know, I'm not like I don't have like crazy like memories of watching Sesame Street. I just I, I I just remember myself sitting down and watching it. Uh like the same thing with like Reading Rainbow. And I feel like I even watched Reading Rainbow when I was watching like Turtles and stuff like that at that same time. Yeah, the only mem I should say the only memories I have of Reading Rainbow are watching it at school. I don't sure. remember watching it. I don't have a memory of watching it at home. Amber says, "I love uh, I love Sesame Street as a parent, and so do I. Like, that seems to be like, like like the go to for parents of our generation. Well, is. it's uh, so much of it's on YouTube and free, mm-hmm. and there's so many cuts that are just like two hours of Sesame Street songs. Yeah, and like it's, my it's, it's been my, so long, it's so much Sesame Street. My three year old loves the Sesame Street songs, but he can he my three year old can sit and watch a whole episode of Sesame Street." My one-year-old can't sit and watch a whole episode of Sesame Street, but she can watch a bunch of the songs. She likes the songs enough, and they're you know they switch up enough that she'll watch those for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Hale Oster Kim says, "I remember watching Schoolhouse Rock in school. I don't remember that either." Yep, we're watching those in school. What other? What are? I wonder uh, what other modern-day educational TV called, shows there. There's got to be a bunch of them. Bins. Beekman's World was I, my I favorite. Be- I, yeah, if I watched Beekman's World, that was I didn't watch. I don't know if Bill Nye's wasn't on the channel that I used to watch as a kid, uh, but Beekman's World was the the science show that I would watch as a kid. I don't. I don't remember ever watching Bill Nye. Same here. Um, I. Have a like a really foggy memory. We might have watched an episode of Bill Nye in like middle school, mm-hmm. but I've ne- it, it, I, it, I never watched Bill Nye. It's it's a go to for elementary school now. Is it? They're like they're they're always watching uh like on what's our what's our app Safari Safari Montage. Okay, they're they're always pulling up Bill Nye episodes to teach things. Interesting. Uh, the yes, with the crazy black hair, and he had a rat. Like a man yep. in a rat costume, that's Beekman's wore a, world. Or a green uh, lab coat, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. I think. Did he? I thought I thought it was green, but maybe I'm wrong. 
but yeah, I, I remember the I remember the hair. I'm like I remember all that stuff. I remember learning about. Nope. The, yep. You're right. Okay, he did. Like the first thing that I remember, like I, I can't say this is the first like scientific thing that blew my mind, but I remember when he did the experiment of uh, bowling ball, paper ball, and like dropped them. Yep. And like it's still too high concept for. A, like whatever age I was to fully grasp what was happening, but I understood enough to be like confused and amazed by it. Like, yeah. I mean, you, you don't fully understand like the mechanics of like falling, like the like the physics of no, of course you don't. Later but on, bananas, but, like, they're both but just falling. the concept of it, yeah, was like super super cool to me. Uh, one of the things I really remember from Beekman's world, and I have no idea why, was see, I think Bill Nye. As far as I know, Bill Nye was it just Bill Nye? Did he go on like outings from time to time? Bill Nye, as far as I know, didn't have any fantastical elements like a big rat friend, right? I uh, yeah, I, I none of us know. watched it, so or neither of us watched it. Maybe I, uh, Amber did. But uh, as far as I know, Bill Nye didn't have any kind of crazy thing like that, mm-hmm. but. Beekman's World did, and I don't know why, but one of the things I really remember was them using like a balloon and a tube to explain okay. why you hiccup. Oh, interesting. And I just remember being fascinated by it, like, because they showed like how air gets trapped. It mm-hmm. was really cool. I can't, like, for whatever reason, that sticks out in my mind a lot. But Beekman's World, I would say, was my favorite growing up. Um, I didn't, did you watch the magic school bus? Uh, I don't recall. Let's say I don't remember sitting down and watching that one. I know I definitely seen a ton of episodes of it, but I don't feel like I watched it on my own on TV. Okay. That's how I feel about the reading rainbow. It's like, I know I've seen a bunch of reading rainbow, but I don't ever remember sitting down to watch it. Uh, I, I, it's confusing now because I've watched a lot of Magic School Bus with my son because it's a really, mm-hmm. it's just a good show and it's fun to watch with him. But I, I had a ton of Magic School Bus books. I know that. I would read the Magic School Bus books like crazy. They were just like big comic yeah. books. Mm-hmm. And uh, what were the book fairs that used to come to schools? Oh, uh, they still do Scholastic. Scholastic. I would, I would always like just be, I, because, correct me if I'm wrong. Did they pass out like what was going to be at the book fair? They passed oh, out like a newspaper type thing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and you, you I got would. Your, you got your catalog. You get to go. Okay, home. catalog. Thank you. I couldn't think of that word. And I would like. I would just be chomping the bit to get more Magic School Lamborghini Bus books. Oh. More what? Lamborghini posters. Did everybody get a Lamborghini poster? Of course, every little boy. Wanted the Lamborghini. I had the Lamborghini Diablo. It was red and black. I think I, I, think I had a Countach. And I hung it, it on white. my, I hung it on my wall. Um, <laughs> the two, the two literature learning ones I just thought of that I that I watched a bunch of, uh, that I learned a lot of like those concepts outside of reading Rainbow was, uh, Ghostwriter and oh and, shit, and Wishbone. I watched a shit ton of Wishbone. I never watched Wishbone. I, I you're older than me. I was gonna say I feel like I'm too. I was too old for Wishbone. I don't, I don't know. 
I but never yeah, watched. Watch Tom Wishbone. I, by the way, Al Osterkamp is loving being the only one in chat. Oh yeah, just free reign. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, Keep them coming. Yeah, Ghost, Rider, Ghost Rider was super neat. That I guess that wasn't necessarily like it. Definitely taught you about. It wasn't quite as educational as some of those other shows. The more I think about it, I just remember. It, still, oh wow, she sent a middle finger emoji. I was being serious. Just let them come. Uh, I just remember Ghost Rider being fun to watch. I didn't know it was yeah. supposed to be educational. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe I'm just conflating the fact that I had the word writer in the title. <laughs> I don't think it was. It was just about a magic light that like helped people solve crimes, wasn't it? Yeah, help those kids solve crimes. Well, that was educational. Taught you to solve crimes. Sure. You know, the other one that was on right around the same time as Ghost Rider it was uh, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. That was, that was educational. That yeah. show was super fun. I remember... Two of the game shows that I wanted to do more than any game show growing up was uh, the Carmen Sandiego one, mm-hmm. where you got to be a gumshoe, and I thought that mm-hmm. sounded so cool. And then uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yep. I don't. Both I can't. I can't think of any game show I wanted to do more than those two. I, I learned a bunch of random history from Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yep. Like they would just be talking about Joan of Arc's sword for some reason, and so you just <laughs> learn about Joan of Arc for like randomly for half an hour <laughs> uh, uh guts i guess that. i probably wanted to do but i didn't want to uh, do guts as bad no that, that was not educational that no was, i'm just saying a game show i wanted to do yeah yeah uh i wanted to do guts the most probably you did that makes sense i was uh, like mostly i didn't really want to do guts i just wanted to do the aggro crag ah uh, i remember watching that that was the most infuriating part of those shows. Is I remember watching people do the aggro crag and people do the like the hidden temple or whatever the temple mm-hmm. run, and you'd always think like, how are they fucking it up this bad? Mm-hmm. I could be doing this so much better. Uh, but yeah, like like Wishbone was neat because it was just like, every. I feel like it was every episode he would just get transported into some sort of book or something like that. Like that's where I learned about uh, like Rumpelstiltskin, and for whatever reason. Uh, you hadn't heard Rumpelstiltskin before that? I'm, sh- I'm sure I had, but wait, no. Who's the guy that sleeps? That like slept for uh, a very long time. It's not Rumpelstiltskin. No, Rumpelstiltskin. Uh, What's up, Big J? I forget. Whatever. But uh, Rip Van Winkle, thank you. What? That's where I was. That Rip Van Winkle was the name of the guy who slept. That's that's a that's a book. Rip Van Winkle is uh, a real dude, isn't it? Who no. am I thinking of? No. Rip Torn? <laughs> I'm thinking of Rip Torn. Rip Torn! Rip Torn's going to be there. My people love him. He's a god in my country. Uh, yes, Big J, we discussed reading Rainbow. Do you, I don't know if... We should probably chat the random topic at some point. Uh, weird ultimate question of that did. Did reading Rainbow have any sort of like any more special significance to you as a young black man growing up and seeing like a Jordy the forge. What's his name? Yes. Yeah. See, seeing a black man on TV, teaching you about books. What's that dude's real name? LaBarber. Thank you. Definitely. Awesome. Okay. Um, wait, going back to Rip Van Winkle. I don't know what the, what, what the fuck is Rip Van Winkle? I forget what his whole story was, but I, I remember, but I just remember like the episode where wishbone was like doing the Rip Van Winkle thing. So that he, like he like slept for a thousand years or something like that. How have I never heard of this? 
Got a lot from Wishbone, son. <laughs> uh, oh, it's awesome. Big J says, without being able to put words to it, he, LeVar Burton being he, reminded me of my dad and cool uncles. That's really cool. Um, it's, it's weird, like, thinking back to that, like, in the concept of, like, him and then, because I knew him as reading Rainbow Guy before, because I didn't really watch much Star Trek. Uh, but it was so it's it's a, it was it's, it was it was very weird seeing him in Star Trek the first time. <laughs> Being like, oh, it's reading Rainbow Guy. I don't know which came first for me. I didn't watch Star Trek, so it had to be it had to be reading Rainbow, yeah, right? It, it, yeah, it, I would assume so. Yeah. Uh, but I I guess I. LeVar Burton is more Jordy LaForge to me than he is Reading Rainbow guy. But like I said, I didn't really watch Reading Rainbow. I didn't watch Wishbone. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I did. I didn't watch Sesame Street. Uh, I did watch a VHS tape over and over again of Superman fighting Nazis. Uh, let's see. I was confused by Reading Rainbow Man was a weird cyborg. <laughs> I knew him as Star Trek guy when I saw reading rainbow. Ah. Okay. So Amber says she stopped that way first. Um, yeah. Big J the topic Huge tonight. Star Trek household. The, 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 uh, the, the Neil, Neil household. The, uh, the tonight's ran, random topic is just children's educational TV shows. That's all. It's not your favorite. It's just children's educational TV shows. Um, Dan, I Dan Pat, and I Pat, both said, I think, did you say your favorite was Beekman's world? It was definitely up there. Beekman's world was probably my favorite. It was uh, just fun science stuff. Okay. Big Jason. That's a good one. I don't know what I never watched Bill Nye. I watched a bunch of Beekman's world, but I never watched Bill Nye was Beekman's mm-hmm. world. Which one was on PBS? I wonder. That's where I'm guessing. Bill Nye was on PBS probably. Okay. Because I've been, been watching, like, in Canada, it was YTV. It was, like, our big children's television network. Uh, so that's where I would have been seeing that. Beekman's World? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I didn't... I Like, Beekman's World is probably my number one educational TV show as a kid. Because otherwise, what I mostly remember watching as a kid is, like, Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles, He-Man. You're like Goober. Uh, yeah, Amber was also Beekman over Bill Nye. Uh, let's see. Big J says Bill Nye, Magic School Bus, Reading Rainbow, Sesame Street. Um, Do you remember? Did you remember as a kid watching Mister Rogers? I did watch Mister Rogers and Mister, but Mister Rogers yeah. just made me. He reminded me of my dad, and I would just miss my dad all the time as a kid. Oh no. <laughs> And he didn't, it's not even necessarily that he reminded me of my dad. I think now as an adult, uh-huh. it was just like, I but didn't this, see this, my dad very much. And it was just yeah. like a nice male person. It that was basically in your house. It was just a nice man. And I just, and there was something about like my, he had a fish tank and he would go feed the fishes. My dad had a fish tank when I was little. Mm-hmm. So that made me like every time I loved when he would go feed the fish. It was, it was like a hug to me. It was just like, like I just, there was something about. Uh, Mr. Rogers feeding those fish that just make when I would get to go when I would get to go see my dad, we would feed the fish to, like that was one of the things I got to do. So I don't that's like my memories of Mr. Rogers are him 
changing his shoes for some mm-hmm. reason mm-hmm. and feeding his fish. I don't like, I don't really remember any of the other stuff. Like I know he had trains. Mm-hmm. I know he had terrifying puppet shows. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. So oh, I, sure. like, like I watched it, but it was mostly just, it was mostly for like the part where he would go. Oh, and his kitchen looked a lot like the kitchen at my dad's house. Okay. So like it was just it w- it just made me it just helped me when I was missing my dad as a kid. Oh, it uh, it was it was different for me when I watched it. What did you uh, like about it? But there was just yeah he he fed, he fed the fish the trains. Have you never <laughs> have you never watched uh, Mr. Rogers uh, big or uh, Wall Beef? But. Like every episode, like he would go do something. Like he would go, like he would go to like the Forge Cookie Factory, or he would go to like the place where they made trombones. I, I so, wa- we watched the trombone one before movie night. Was. Oh, did we? Yeah. Uh, but like that's the stuff. I, like, like I remember like those parts of it more than uh, the other stuff. See, that's the stuff I don't remember at all. I just mostly what I remember is him. He just made him me feel. Dead. He just made me feel good. He was like a male. Uh, Big J, question for you. So you said Ghost Rider. I said Ghost Rider. We started talking about it. Was it actually educational, or are we just conflating the fact that it has the word writer in it? And so we, so you think it's educational. What is Zab? Uh, Zabumafu? Yeah, what that is was that? Like a, it was like a jungle setting uh, children's show. Huh. Never it heard of been, it. It would have been for, uh, yeah, like people more... Uh, like James and Mana's age, like I, like I remember distinctly, my sister being like the age. For okay, it, that's I how wasn't. I feel about Wishbone. I feel like your sister. I just don't. I don't remember Wishbone being a thing when I was a kid. I remember my younger cousins being into Wishbone. So it's just okay. it's interesting to me. I must have the timeline wrong, but it's interesting to me to hear you. Maybe I was just a little bitch, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe about it. Uh, okay <laughs> Big J says I would say educational in the sense of resolving conflict between kids that's a good thing to learn Zabumafu mixes like puppets with real zoo footage hmm. yeah it was, like a, it was like a really fun kind of like safari show Arthur the Aardvark was another one that I didn't watch oh Arthur I did watch a lot of these aren't educational at all I watched a lot of Rocco's Modern Life 100% and Rugrats. Same here. I watched a lot of that. I couldn't fucking stand Hey Arnold. I still to this day I fucking hate that show. Yeah, football head. Hey Arnold sucks. Yeah, I was never. <laughs> I, that was one I never watched. That's my hot take. Um, Animaniacs. I remember. Fuck, I learned a shit ton from Animaniacs. Animaniacs was a weird one, man. It makes it weird. It's like it's almost. I'm going to go to a show that's not children and we'll jump back. But like the, the amount that I learned from the Simpsons is, is on par with some of these other shows. Like just, just weird things about how, like, like life or how the world works or like different mm-hmm. other things. I had, uh, I learned how to shave from the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. One here. One here. One here. One here. Uh, yes. Amber says she loved it. Animaniacs. Captain Planet was also awesome. 
they did have such a good job in like an Animaniacs type show, similar to uh, Legend of the Hidden Temple that we were talking about earlier, about shoving a subject mm-hmm. into something. So like, did, like, but they made it entertaining the whole way through. So like, they would just be hanging out with Joan of Arc on the Animaniacs for like yeah. fifteen minutes. Uh, and so like, you you like you picked up this extra stuff in there because they were just they were so good about like sneaking it in plain sight. Yeah. Uh, one that I loved more than Animaniacs, but it came from Animaniacs, was Pinky and the Brain. I loved Pinky and the Brain. Mm-hmm. That show was great. Yep. Uh, Wallaby says, when we first got satellite TV, shout out to Prime Star. I watched lots of 60s game shows. It's not Man, I went, I went through a game show network phase. I that haven't was... had that one. Oh, you guys man, so like much, game so much, shows a lot more than I do. So much like match game PM. So much match game regular. Like, yeah. I think the game show I've watched more than any other was probably uh, Price is Right. That was like a a go-to if you were homesick was Price is Right. I think if if we were to pull every kid our age, uh, if they watched the Price is Right when they were homesick from school. It would be 100%. It's got to be 100. It was on regular TV. The only way you didn't watch it is if you didn't have a TV, I guess. Which is So maybe not 100%. That is very rude of us. Um, Did your family watch? I feel like your family probably did because my family did not. Did you guys watch Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy? I watched Jeopardy. <laughs> uh, and Wheel of... Yeah, I remember, I, remember, I remember my parents watched Wheel of Fortune. Nobody in my house watched any of those things. <clears throat> at my house, we didn't. I don't know what time either of those were on. At my house, we didn't really turn on the TV until five o'clock, which was when The Simpsons came on. And that's where it was weird for me, because I was Eastern time, so that's like that stuff would come come on at like six. So that would be like after dinner, and so there was a better chance that like my folks would be watching it because it, like it wasn't like interrupt like that was just like after dinner TV time. Which one? Uh, like 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 those shows because like, okay. like your your five o'clock was my six o'clock, okay. So so like those shows where Jeopardy was like a five o'clock show because I think that's a four o'clock here. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like Price is Right or not Price is Right, like now nah, I can't think of the word. Spin the thingy. Wheel of Fortune. Yes, uh, it was a little bit later. Okay. Uh... <clears throat> Big J linked us to something. I'll play it in a minute. Although we don't, we don't have the setup where you guys can see it, so you'll just have to listen to the audio. Um, so let's see. Wall of Beef says uh, Price is Right was definitely six slash summertime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeopardy, yes, but Wheel of Fortune was on between like two CBS Channel Four news broadcasts at six. Amber says I don't remember my mom watching it all. She would just put us in front of the TV and do stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I would get home and watch like Rugrats and Rocco's Modern Life. Um, and then then the TV would usually get turned off. My parents listened to a lot of radio. Like my growing up, my parents always had the radio on to something. And then at five o'clock, we would eat. And we'd watch The Simpsons. And then it was, you know, like 
five to six was Simpsons, and then it was like Seinfeld from six to six thirty, and then from six thirty to seven, it was what you know what I mean when everything was in syndication. Mm-hmm. That's mostly what I remember is just watching that stuff. So no, and then at seven o'clock they would watch something. Because what time was the nightly news on? They would always watch the news at some point, and then I would go off and do something else. Well, it's, it's 5 o'clock. Maybe it's like 5, 7, and 10. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Gro- I don't, it's definitely 5 o'clock. Growing up when I was young, like this, we only had one TV in our house. Mm-hmm. We, had, we had the TV in our, in our family room, and that was it. There was no other TV. Uh, and then eventually my parents got a TV in their bedroom, and then we got a TV in the kitchen, and then I got a job, and I bought my own TV and had that in my bedroom. Uh, same. Wild Beasts didn't have cable until yeah. I was a teen. So I never had any of those cable cartoons growing up. Uh, let's let's like play this. 10. I don't know what this is. So Big J linked us to something called the Zoom 19, 1999 intro. <laughs> it is very 90s if you watch the video. Even just the audio is very 90s. Man, we were idiots back in the day. We I've like, never crap. heard of this show. Zoom was yeah, on PBS, Big I, J says. Yeah, I don't know that one. I don't know that either. Man. Was that, yeah, a, that Big J, was that an educational show? It was on PBS. I think it had to be for children. <laughs> Big J just says losers. You know one show that keeps popping in my brain? It's not educational at all, but I think it's come up here before. I can't believe it was a kid show. It was Ren and Stimpy. That was borderline. How was that a kid show? I watched a bunch of Ren and Stimpy, and it was... Wasn't Ren it and Stimpy might have been homophobic. Was it or not MTV? No. What was, was it, it Nickelodeon? On? It was Nickelodeon, I think. Was it? Because uh, yeah, we didn't have Nickelodeon growing up, so I didn't... I didn't see it until uh, it was on like our our music channel. When you got cable, did you have rules like you couldn't watch MTV? No. Okay. Because like the thing, I think my parents just understood that like if they were they weren't just like sitting me alone in front of like the TV to where we watching like Hill Street Blues at like. <laughs> Or like, or like one, or like a show like that. Blues? Just it was a cop show, you know. Oh, okay. Just one of those classic like cop shows from the, uh, from the nineties. Like they were probably there watching TV, so I would just like whatever. Like that's the stuff I would just be watching. Okay. Uh, and so I, it's I go. That's weird to think when I started watching Law and Order or ER. Like I just think I remember like watching like ER from like the get go. Uh, what year did that? What year ER Never watched ER. I uh, I I I might be wrong. Wallaby City didn't get cable till he was a teen. I think we got cable TV. So I'm watching, so I'm watching ER when I'm. That's ninety four. So I'm eleven. I so that, that doesn't mean anything to me because I don't know what ER was like. Uh, uh, lots of surgery, like graphic. So, like an adult drama. Yes, an adult. Okay. It was, it, that, that's one of the first like adult dramas I remember watching. I think we got, 
I think I was like just double dig when we got cable. So like 11 maybe. I don't think I was 10. Okay. Because 10 would have been fourth grade. Does that sound right? Oh, God. Nine or 10 when you're in fourth grade? Uh... I think I was 11 when we got cable TV and it was just kind of like we didn't have any of the like HBO or anything like that. We just, but there was like, there were, I, I just know a lot of kids growing up had like, you can't watch MTV and you can't watch this and you can't watch this. And I like, we just, I just got to watch whatever I wanted. We got to watch Beavis and Butthead. I remember watching Beavis and Butthead with my mom and my mom laughing at Beavis and Butthead. I think it was, yeah, I think a lot of it was just that. Which, like, what a fucking stupid show. They knew what I was watching because there was, like, a TV in the house. So it's not like I could be somewhere else. And That's they were, the thing. It's like my mom. They were in the house with me. Would just be watching it or be aware of what was on. And uh, I have, like, distinct memories of, like, watching, like, TLC. Uh,. Way back when that was like when that channel kind of first started being a thing. The learning channel. Uh, the learning channel. Uh, late at night when they would start showing like weird like documentaries on like sex or something like that. Yeah. Like I, I, remember, I just I remember like sneaking downstairs and I knew it was coming on at like midnight or something. I and, remember. Like, you know how cable shows would like show they would give you like. Wait, you snuck downstairs to watch. A sex documentary on TLC? Is that what you were just saying? I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Yeah. How'd that go? Uh, I learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 you know, it, it didn't like... Uh... <laughs> It wasn't like it wasn't like you know, like gratuitously like graphic like I'm like I don't know what I was expecting it to be. That response but... got funnier over time. I learned a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was gonna say I have a memory of. Uh, yeah, that, I think that's where we're going, little Big G. I think he's. Are y'all sure you want to go down the rabbit hole of weird shit we did to catch a glimpse of fuzzy boob? Hey, I think we've talked about it before, but my, my, I one of the first things I remember being like masturbation material was JCPenney catalogs that would come. And they would just sit. no, not for you? No. Oh. I, I, I remember seeing them in like, in like, paging through them but I, I never thought of them that way i don't think oh really i remember those things like and it's so funny to say in like 2020 when i'm sure like it just the the kids <laughs> the kids get on the internet and see a lot more graphic shit but like those jc penny catalogs those ladies and just bras mm-hmm. that was enough that that was enough and 1996 or whatever no i just i have one very distinct memory of uh a weekend you know how like from time to time you would get like a a free week of hbo or some shit like Mm -hmm. that we had a free week of hbo and i was up late and uh the movie bound came on (laughs) with uh what's her face from liar liar Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer Tilly and somebody else. 
Gina Gershon. Gina Gershon. Come on, man. This is a defying moment of your youth. And uh, I was like watching it and I had gotten through like one scene where you saw somebody's boobs. I can't remember who they were. And I was like, God damn, this is great. And then all of a sudden I like, I didn't hear anybody, but I became aware of a presence and I like looked over and my mom was just standing because our living room had a doorway on either side of it. And my mom was just standing in the doorway and I like, why I'm sure I was wide eyed looking at her and my mom just like looked at me and goes, I don't think this is a movie you should be watching. Do you? And I was like, <laughs> no. She's like, okay, turn it off. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So I just went and, watched, and then I was like, I was too scared to turn it back on because I was afraid she would come down again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've never seen all of Bound, but I saw I saw a good chunk of it, and I saw I saw some boobs. I can't remember. I think it's Gina Gershon who gets. I don't know if Gina just Jennifer Tilly. Okay. Well, I don't really remember. That, that's one of the defining moments of that movie is uh, those two. Yeah, uh, they, okay, out. yes. They, like, have that's a like a, That's like a known thing in, like, the movie sphere is, like, that movie. What do you mean? And those two. Like, it, it's just one of those things. It just has, like, a rep for, like, okay. what, for, uh, for how kind of, <laughs> graphic's not the right word, but it was very, uh, it, it really it kind of pushed the envelope. For like a, a like a bigger movie like that, but that was kind of like the era of like the erotic thriller anyway. You know, I feel like it was. But, wasn't Madonna it a little bit after like, like uh, what's the one where she uncrossed her legs and everybody sees her her vagina? Basic instinct. Basic instinct. It was a little bit after that, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was, that, it was definitely like a, it was definitely like, a later nineties movie. That's got to be the prime erotic thriller, right? Uh that was definitely like a. I don't know the. I don't know enough about erotic thrillers on the whole to, to tell you exactly, but, uh, the only erotic thriller I know is that and bound. What's another erotic thriller? The crying uh, game. No, like, like fatal attraction. What's like fa- which one is fatal attraction? Uh, Michael Douglas, Glenn close. I can't think of the other per, but, uh she's crazy sort of thing like hmm. yeah okay but there was like an era of adult thrillers in that time checkmate whatever that one is that we watched with oh uh, yeah check guy uh the crying game is about somebody who sleeps with a transvestite right that's the reveal and you know that for one reason which is what Ace Ventura? No. I feel like I remember having... The, the Simpsons. I feel like I ha- remember having the crying game on an episode the chick of... At the, end of the, the chick at the crying game is really a dude. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think I think from The Simpsons. No, I, rem- I think I remember it from an episode of uh, Remember the 90s. Oh, that, okay, yeah. That, that was and they talked about there. it, and I was like, oh, I've never seen that. Um, uh, I was going to... Go ahead. I'm going to have to pee, so you better think about something you can talk about for a while. Um, <laughs> I drank a lot of water before I came down here. Yeah. I, you know, I wasn't too big into erotic thrillers when I was 12, so I can't speak to them too much. Uh, what's the one with – it's a remake. It's got Nick Nolte, and uh, we just watched it recently. It's got uh, – Oh, Cape Fear? 
Cape Fear. Is that an erotic thriller? It's got that weird no. part with like a minor. Uh, no, I, I just think that's a Dreyfus, thriller. whatever her name is. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give Dan something to talk about because I got a pee really bad. I forget. Did, did, you, did you watch the original? I've never you, seen you, the original Cape Fear, no. Okay, so you, you, you weren't here for that day. Um, oh, my God. I think, no, yeah, I think we watched that in Night of the Hunter, like, back to back. Fucking explode. Night of the Hunter is one I have to watch. I still have that saved. Unless Night of the Hunter is the original Cape Fear. No, no Night of the Hunter is like a priest kind of stalking. Did we oh, yeah. lose all our viewers? Nobody's giving you anything to talk about. Or uh, it says one. Oh, maybe we did. <laughs> I got to pee so bad. All right. Uh, what can you talk about? I don't know. Are you going to figure it out? No. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't want to move on to another topic because we have so many good topics in our emails, but like nobody's here and a part of the fun of the topics. So while I'm gone, think of a topic. You. Okay. Sure. Oh, wait. I do. I... I do have one other thing to talk about. Okay. Yeah. That era of adult erotic thrillers. Uh, it's interesting that how movies kind of go in like those like ebbs and flows. Like one of them will be super popular make you know a, a ton of money in like quotation marks uh there's only so much money like a an adult already movie will make especially back then but then everybody jumps on the ship and then they'll be burnout because they'll just start getting lazy less talented directors will start making them and then you are left with none being made for a while because whatever big studios got got burned uh, have already moved on to whatever the next thing is and it takes a special movie or uh, something else to kind of you know make that come back around again I don't trying to think if like there was a resurgence of them or not. I don't think there was. What are you talking about? Uh, I was just talking about how movie trends ebb, ebb and flow. Okay. Uh, yeah. See, a part of the problem, I could do what you do and just wear my Bluetooth headphones up to the bathroom. Like when mm-hmm. you go to the bathroom, you'll just wear your headphones and you can still mm-hmm. hear what I'm saying. But if I did it that way, other pe- like we, the way we're doing the audio over the distance wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, no, the other thing I was going to say, going way back to when I was watching Bound, and Bound was titillating for a, mm-hmm. a young man, was uh, um, I didn't like, at 15, I bought my own laptop. And I didn't need like free HBO trials to just get all sorts of mm-hmm. all sorts of pornography. Oh yeah. What were you saying about the ebbs and flows of 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 movie trends? 
Uh, just how like uh, one or two studios will make uh, a bunch of money. We, we will get super good reviews. They'll all, they all they'll all jump in the pool. Uh, then like lesser directors and lesser scripts start getting made, and so that fade goes away. What? What? There's like a really great example of where like it wasn't a fad, but they just happened to come out at the same time. Um, Deep Impact and Armageddon. It'd be hard to think. See, that's the thing. I don't know if it. it it's. It, I wouldn't say it's a fad, but there's no way both studios didn't know what they were doing. So they we were making. You're saying they were making movies com- at the same time. They were making competing films. Yeah. From different studios. Yeah. But they weren't trying to capitalize on a fad necessarily. Um. It. There may have been more like big, like sweeping like Armageddon style action dramas at that point. I, I can't think of exactly, but that would have, that would have been like the era of like big like Bruckheimer and stuff like that. So it may have been following a trend of not necessarily um, asteroid movies, but just kind of big, overblown action movies. Huh. And then there was. Dante's Peak and Inferno? Volcano. Volcano. It was just called Volcano? What's the one with Pierce Brosnan? Uh, Dante's Peak. So like that, like that sort of thing. Like, yeah, the, the, that was kind of the era of like these big summer blockbuster disaster epics. Interesting. Like huge, like, yeah, like they were, you know, Asteroids the one year, Volcanoes the next year. Like, they, that, that was, I, maybe that was a fad. What was the one where the lady like jumps out of the truck into the lava? Uh, that's, it's a dude during the subway. That's Volcano. Okay. In Dante's Peak, the grandma jumps out of the boat. That's what I'm thinking of. Push him to the shore. Yes. And she slowly melts. I don't, yeah, I don't recall if they, if they take her out of the water or if she just kind of gives up and just kind of goes down into the sulfur. I saw Dante's Peak in the weirdest way. So I had a friend, his name was Aaron. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Aaron, I'm going to take a sip of beer. I told my mom I was going over to hang out at Aaron's house. This is so this is like time before cell phones. It's just so it's just a weird like or sequence of events. I told my mom I was going to hang out at Aaron's and Aaron was in my neighborhood. Like I could bike to his house in three minutes. So I biked over to Aaron's. And I was hanging out with Aaron, and I, I, I have no idea how long I told my mom I was going to be hanging out with Aaron. So I bike over there, and Aaron had this neighbor lady who was, like, insanely friendly. They weren't related at all. She was just a very nice lady. And she told, when I was over there, she told Aaron, like, hey, I'm going to go see Dante's Peak today. Do you want to come with me if it's okay with your mom? And Aaron was like, yeah, but I have a friend over. And this woman was like, oh, well, your f- your friend can come to Dante's Peak or Dante, whatever what the, whatever the fuck the name of that movie is. Dante, I keep thinking Dante's Inferno, but that's the book. <laughs> that's the book by like a 16th century Italian author. Um, so Aaron asked his mom and she was like, well, you have a friend over. And she was like, well, he said whatever this neighbor's lady's name was, Beth or whatever it was, said that Adam can come too. And so Aaron's mom was like, all right, well, that's fine, I guess. And so this lady just took, like, I got in this lady's car. Mm-hmm. 
and she just took me and Aaron to this movie and I never like never once did I call my mom and say like hey this lady I've never met is going to take me and Aaron to a movie do you get what I'm saying it was it's just like now as a parent it's such a funny thing for me to think like I would be annoyed with my kid if he came home and was like yeah Aaron's neighbor took us to see Dante's Peak Mm -hmm. you'd be like wait what who's this person Mm-hmm. why did you got in a car with them like oh yeah you know what i mean but i just it was like i it, it's weird for me to say like different times i don't feel like it would be that different times but it was just like hey mom i'm gonna go i'm gonna go over to aaron's on like a saturday let's say mm-hmm. and it's like 10 in the morning and she's like all right cool be home for dinner or what mm-hmm. you know and i just went over to aaron's and then came home in the evening my mom had no idea what I went out and did. Mm-hmm. I don't it like the more I think about it now as a parent, it's so bizarre to me that just like to just not know where your kid is. I guess yeah. you just you I guess you've just you you just watch your kid and you know that they're gonna make good choices and obvious obviously like I knew that Aaron's mom said it was fine to go with this lady, so it's probably fine to go with this lady. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking now? Is that? Oh, okay, Mexican honey, yeah, light. Indian, Indian, yes, not the like, not the full nine like, percent thing that just like the first time I got Mexican honey, I did not know how strong they were, and it was the tall boy cans too, mm-hmm. and I fucking crushed one because those shits are delicious. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, a quarter, maybe maybe a third into the which what's bigger a third a third is bigger than a quarter right yep okay <laughs> it's probably a third into it and uh, uh all of a sudden i was like what man am i like do i have no food in my stomach why am i so drunk and then i looked at the can i was like holy shit yeah but i i had already cracked the other one so i finished it and i was just like smashed i had no idea mm-hmm Oh, yeah, yeah, two two nine percent tall boys will get you. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, what a weird, what a weird. Uh, I it's weird. I've never thought about that before, right now. But like now, having kids, I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I see. I think the I think the part that might be tripping me up is I'm I'm I wish I wish my wife was still in chat. Because I think part of it that's tripping me up is that I'm thinking of my three year old doing that. But I was probably. 11 would be my guess. Yep, and you and you were trusting that 11 if, you're if, pretty capable of making good choices. Yeah, and and you were also trusting they were trusting you to a point where they were all trusting trusting his parents. Yeah, exactly. Um but also like if if Nemo had a friend over mm-hmm. and we were like really good buddies with a neighbor for whatever reason uh I would be like, well, okay, so she says that Adam can go, but Adam's going to call his mom. You know what? Like, I would make yeah. sure nobody did that. It was just like, all right, I'll just go to this movie. And I got this lady's car. Uh, I, if, bu- I, yeah, if, if I if I think of being that age and I went somewhere, unless I was going there with their parents, like, even then, I feel like I was still, like, because it was one of the things where, like, I feel like they told me to call my parents to make sure it was okay. Maybe like they that was did. Maybe I'm just remembering it wrong. 
That's that it, like, does, yeah, they, they may have said, hey, give your mom a call. That does seem bizarre, right? Maybe I'm just not remembering it. It seems bizarre to me that I would have just gone. Well, it doesn't seem bizarre that I would have just gone, but it seems bizarre that nobody at any point would have been like, hey, make sure it's okay with your parents if you go to see this PG-13 movie. Yeah. With a with a person you've never met. And they've, mm-hmm. ne- like, and they've never met. Probably yeah. more importantly. Somebody had to. I had... Th- I I don't know. I don't remember that part of it. I just remember mm-hmm. going with it because the thing that was so unique to me was like, what a neighbor! And I was like, is it is this lady your aunt? No, she's just my yeah. neighbor. What do you mean she's just your neighbor? Like that's still even as a full grown man, that's bizarre to me. The idea of yeah. like this retired woman, she's just a nice lady. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. It's just. That part's funny to me. But yeah, that's how I saw Dante's Peak. And I remember that old, that, that lady jumping out of the car to push the boat. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen Volcano. I I know we watched them back to back from movie now, but you may not have been there. Because we, I think we did like... And we, 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 we watched Deep Impact, but we didn't watch Armageddon for a long time after that. Uh, but I feel like we watched Volcano, Dante's Peak. Who put up the most of the fight to watch in Armageddon? Was it Rob? Or was it Mike? No, Mike wanted to watch Mike it. Mike wanted to watch yeah, it. Yeah, okay. It was Rob then. Had to be. Well, I don't want to I don't want to dip into an, another topic without anybody here. I don't know where everybody yeah, is yeah. tonight. Another another fun one. Well, I've been holding I was going to go into Jeff's tonight. Wall of Beef sent us a good topic, but I don't want to go. I the last last time I didn't go into it because it was too it was late. Already too late, yeah. Tonight I would have gone into it, but nobody's here, and it's a it's a fun topic. Yeah, we we can hold off. Not, and I'm not saying that if anybody's listening to this after the live version, I'm not saying that in any way to guilt anybody. People like. I don't expect anybody to tune in, but I think it would be a fun. Mm-hmm. I, it would just be a fun topic to have more people on. Oh yeah, there um, definitely yeah, some some that are just so much better with people. And those random topics are just fun with people. Mm-hmm. Do you have any? Do you have any? Uh, do you have any topics or anything you wanted to talk about? It's funny when we started the podcast, which is it's so weird to me to think that we've been doing this for over a year. Uh, when we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. I would always be like, I would be like gleaning things from everything I looked at for stuff to talk about. And now I've gotten so used to like Rob's random topic, user interaction, not user, but like viewer interaction. And, uh, and then the topics we have emailed to us, I've become so dependent on those that I don't think of other things to talk about. Yeah. And we, we went, we went so deep so fast. What do you mean? Beginning. Oh, because like, we, like we, it's just like anything, like, like there were there were so many subjects that we just talked about. Well, do you remember when we started? I would have like notes highlighted, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I would have like pull quotes. Oh yeah, I don't do anything like that anymore. I just don't. It's 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 been fun to kind of see what the show has evolved yeah. into over a year. Like, mm-hmm. it's mo like. Besides the last few episodes where we did talk about some uh, 
some of the racial problems in our country uh it's mostly just kind of a fun hangout to like mm-hmm. to it's it's like the other day when me and dan and uh rollo were at work with another coworker of ours uh who shall remain nameless and we were talking about we were comparing handsome actors mm-hmm. and we did it for like two and a half hours mm-hmm but those con- those conversations are just fun, and that's kind of what, because of the movie night crowd coming into chat, it's fun to see that that's kind of yeah. what the podcast has evolved into. Mm-hmm. But I, the other thing is that like I don't know anything that's going on in the world besides like COVID and race stuff. You know those what I mean? The two most important things for in sure. The world today. I'm not saying they aren't, but like I don't have anything else to talk about, man. Mm-hmm. Like I. I still haven't been able to watch, and I don't know who won, so don't say anything, but I don't know what happened last fight night. Oh, sure, yeah, last Saturday. Uh, I know, is it this, are, is Peter Yan and Jose Aldo, are they fighting this weekend? I do not remember. Um, I think it got announced that Max Holloway and, uh, who's the current champ? Dustin Poirier? No. No. He's uh he's uh he's another Kiwi. Um fuck is his name? God damn it. Uh, singer A C D C. Uh Alexander uh, Volkanovsky. Brian Jones. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna fight again, but like I was saying that to you I was saying that to you the other day. That I don't I hate A C D C by the way. What? I was saying that to you when we were at work that like I used to listen to multiple fight podcasts every week and uh, a couple of different kind of tech podcasts. And I just don't listen to any of them anymore because when COVID started, it's all anybody could talk about. Mm-hmm. And so I just stopped listening to all these podcasts because it was like, I don't want to listen to these fucking idiots talk about like. I'm not coming to you to hear your dumbass theories. It's one of the reasons that I've continued to listen to Comedy Bang Bang. Because they'll make jokes about it, but Scott Ackerman's not like offering his analysis of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whereas I'd be listening it, to some fight podcast and be like, I don't give a fuck what you think about this, man. Like, it's, it's like Comedy Bang Bang still exists in our world. I don't know what you mean. So, so like... It, the characters that people are portraying on Comedy Bang Bang, because they are characters, they're not yes. those are actual guests. Correct. So uh, they they take place in our world. Yeah. So yeah. it's part of their backstory is oh, the fact that like that COVID's happening. Yeah. That but that's what I'm saying. I don't care yeah. that they're making jokes about it or that it's involved no. in some character's dialogue, but no. it's not Scott Ackerman. Scott Ackerman doesn't have like a preamble at the beginning on like what he thinks we should do about COVID. Because yeah. I, I like Scott Ackerman. I really enjoy comedy Bang Bang, but I don't give a fuck what nope. he thinks about I don't, like anything, really, unless like something comes out that he's a really awful person, I guess. I guess I want to know so Intern be, Gino has to think about it. Huh? I feel like Intern Gino's got some Intern face. Gino, I want to oh, know. Oh, no, yeah, he, he, got, he had to quarantine inside uh, Mama, like, like, Mama Mama Giorgio's or something. Yeah, Papa Giorgio's Pizzeria. No, it's Mama and, like, something. And he was like subsisting on like breast milk it got yeah. really weird <laughs> yeah but 
Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I would be listening to these fight podcasts, and it was like, motherfuckers, I want to hear you talk about the fights. I don't care what you think about this. I don't want the thing. Here's the, maybe I can put it in the words this way. I don't want your anxiety to infect me. Like, Mm -hmm. I have my own anxiety about it. I'm listening to you to relieve some anxiety. And so you, as the host of this podcast, I feel like you should be aware. But I just, I stopped listening to all of them because I didn't care what these people thought. And I didn't, I don't care enough about what they think about fighting to listen to, to like their preamble. Mm -hmm. So I just stopped listening to them and I haven't gone back. And now it's weird because now it's like, I don't know where I had time to listen to all those podcasts before. Yeah. I would listen to like, I had three fight podcasts, two tech podcasts, comedy, bang, bang. And back then I was still, well, not back then. Cause I kind of, st- I stopped listening to Joe Rogan before COVID. That was long as shit. Yeah, like, Joe like, Rogan like, podcast like was super hours? long. No, they're like three hours. Yeah, good Christ. But I stopped listening to him a month or two before before COVID really mm-hmm. started to take over. I found the email I sent to Amber the other day randomly. I was looking for a different email, and I found an email that I sent to Amber. This is going to sound super racist now, but just bear in mind that this was way before anything came out about it. And I had... We, my whole family was super sick at the beginning of winter, like November, December. My son had pneumonia. I had a cough that was like nothing I've ever had in my life. If you watch the podcast, there's several, there's like weeks of the podcast go by where I'm, I'm apologizing for this cough that I have. Mm -hmm. And I had sent Amber an email because her dad had visited us. And when her dad had visited us, it was around the time we had all gotten sick. And I was at work and I saw this YouTube clip about like some kind of super bug that was destroying people in, in Wuhan, China. Mm-hmm. And so I sent it to Amber and was like, can you ask your dad like if he works with anybody who travels a lot? Or do you think there's a possibility that like he traveled with anybody from China? I doubt it on like a domestic flight from Arizona. And Amber didn't respond to the email, but it was like, it's just funny to look back at it now to see, because when I got home and told Amber, like, hey, did you see that email? I wonder if that's the bug that your dad brought. And Amber's response was like, yeah, I'm sure my dad brought some super bug from Wuhan, China. And I was like, yeah, probably not. But then now, months and months later, we've seen like how easy that thing has spread. Mm-hmm. It affected the entire world. And our country was flattening the curve, and now it's not. Texas today mandated masks just like just across the board. So that that that's good. I don't even I don't even know how to respond. I was, I was gonna say that's gonna do that that pe- people will disobey, of course, because they're jag offs. But it, be, it coming from the governor and saying it is mandatory <laughs> makes it so that they can oh my God. they can fine you. I love the uh, they can give you a ticket for it yeah I love the comment I was asking uh, in our movie night chat that Dan and I have I was asking for like hey does anybody know of any other like has anybody heard anything about a history of the government ordering things during a public health crisis because my 
my dad sent this annoying WhatsApp message. And <laughs> and our buddy Wade was like, I don't know anything, but does your dad hate the fact that people have to wear pants at the grocery store? <laughs> and I was like, that's such a good example of like, I want to hear, I just, I don't get why somebody, uh, in my own mind, I have trouble bridging somebody complaining about wearing a mask and then going like, well, the government tells you, you, you can't go to the grocery store naked. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so the government, like, where's the line of what the government can tell you, you have to wear. Mm-hmm. Right. It's also interesting. Like if you think about it with like a hijab or anything like that, like, well, the government says that you can't just, you know, can you walk? I suppose you can walk around in a speedo. Yeah. I don't know. You shouldn't. <laughs> Sorry. I'm thinking about it in my head like, well, you can't go to Target with like the rule is like no shoot, no sh- no shoot, no shirt, no shoes, no service. And then I was like, well, yeah, of course you have to wear a shirt because it's like a public health thing. And then I was like, well, that's why you have to wear a fucking mask. It's a public health thing. Yeah. So I did. I I did. I responded and what's happened just said, yeah, I'm so sick of the fucking government telling me I can't grocery shop naked. What a dumb thing to complain about. Yeah, it's. My rights. Personal liberty, blah, blah, blah. You have a lot of personal liberty, man. Wear Freedom f- isn't free. Wear Let's f- tell you about that. Wear, wear a fucking mask. Idiot. Freedom isn't free. You know what would be interesting is like listening to this podcast in 30 years. When we're all wearing masks all the time. Well, hopefully we all get to listen to it in 30 years. No, I'm just saying like... We'll have some pretty cool masks by then. I feel like if my like I feel like if my parents' thirty-year-old version of themselves could see their sixty-year-old version of themselves, they would be mad about it. I feel like as you get older, you have a propensity to get more conservative, right? Hundred percent. So it's just gonna be it's gonna be interesting to listen to this as like a sixty-year-old, assuming I get there, which I really hope I do, and and listen to it and go like, "Wow, what a moron." <laughs> Or maybe we would, maybe because the government gets to tell us to wear masks, we w- we will just have some tyrannical government takeover, and I'll be like, man, if only I knew that wearing masks <laughs> was the oh, beginning no, of the, the end. First, is the masks, then Obama comes back. Oh no! He's been, he's been planning it for years. This is all Obama. Mm-hmm. All right, let's end this. <laughs> Well, Big J's back all of a sudden. There was a meme about someone wearing a KKK good and a pic hood. of he meant hood. hood. Thank you, and a pic of COVID mask and a caption saying, "You could breathe just fine in your other mask." <laughs> <laughs> I like that meme quite a bit. Fuck you, man! If you're not wearing a mask, not fuck you, Big J. Sorry, fuck you if you're not wearing a mask. By the way, Big J. Do you have tomorrow off? Because I'm going to be at your house like all day. Um, you think exactly that Roche wears a mask? I don't know. I don't. It So 
Oh my god, it seriously hurts my brain to think about. <laughs> yes and great. Do you remember uh did you watch the most recent it was probably three it's probably three years old now, the most recent David Cross stand up? I don't think so. I want to watch it again because he's got this great bit in there where he like he just he fucking rips America apart on the whole like don't tell me what to do attitude like my rights and my liberty bullshit and it's like you don't like you're not actually thinking about it the government tells you what to do in so many fucking ways and you're not a part of a tyrannical government you're part of a society so yes you're part of a society uh interesting thing my wife didn't know that people i think she knew but she didn't really understand the mentality of it or maybe she didn't even know but you know how in like Japan, if you ha- if you have just like a cold, you'll wear a mask. People mm-hmm. will wear masks. Uh, Amber didn't really get that. The reason they were doing it was to to just for other people. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the big thing that I've seen. Like nobody's. I just don't get it. Like why can't you just do it for other people? I don't even know why you can't do it for somebody else's mental health. One one of the Let's, biggest. One of, one of the easiest ways is if Trump wore a just, fucking mask. If he would just wear a mask every day, if he was walking up to the podium with the mask on, take it off speed. Well, I hate I, him. That that that. Do you know how many more like how many more million people would would a wear lot, a mask that day, dude? A lot. Yeah. Does he not get he's killing his own voter base? Again, I just don't even. He's a sociopathic narcissist. He doesn't care. What I was gonna, yeah, good point. What I was gonna say is, because I was saying this in the beginning when we didn't know. So when we didn't, when there wasn't actual science to show that, like, if you're wearing a mask and I'm wearing a mask and we're six or more feet apart, the the likelihood of us infecting one another if one of us is sick goes way, way down, right? Mm-hmm. Before that actual science was out and people were like, well, wearing a mask doesn't even do anything. I remember us talking, like my mentality was like, even if it doesn't, it's still going to help other people's mental health. It's just, it's just going to be a nice thing to do for some people to see me wearing a mask. I'll do yep. that. I just don't get the mentality of like, I won't do this to make somebody else a little bit more comfortable. Because, like, like, the original thing with the mask was that, like, to get people to try and wear them was you're not doing it for yourself, you're doing it for me, because it was, at the beginning, it was so much more about if you have it, it doesn't necessarily protect you 100% from other people giving it to you just because, like, the masks aren't, like, whatever. That was that, That's beyond the point. But it was it stopped you from spreading e- easily spreading it, and you know these people are just discourteous assholes. That it is just, that's only, all they only they only think about themselves. I can't think of any other word. That's a great word. You're discourteous. just, just self centered. Because what I'm saying is like, even if it didn't do anything, but like somebody else, like you know, a a a, a percentage of the population had it in their mind that it did. It was like it, I would just be like, well. It's going to be one less thing for somebody to worry about. Like mm-hmm. they have enough, 
everybody has enough shit to worry about before COVID. And this is just, if I'm wearing a mask and it makes other people more comfortable, this person working at Target or whatever, I'll just do, I'll do it for you. I just Mm -hmm. don't get it. I don't get it. And I really feel like the reason I'm emphasizing I don't get it is because I, because I don't get it, I don't know how to speak to it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to talk to that person. There's such a disconnect. I don't like, I just, I don't understand a willingness to be such an asshole about such a minor thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how to talk to you about it mm-hmm. because in my head, it's such an obvious thing. Like, and then I get stuck. I don't like, I just, there's a pause. I don't have any words. It's so weird. It's like, I don't yeah. Nobody's asking you to do like something insane. I like something that's dangerous to your health. You're just wearing a mask. I yeah, you're, you're, you're just doing the stuff you were going to do outside. I don't get it. You just got to put something over your face. But okay, so Big J says I don't. It doesn't help. They don't have any other argument than my rights. But I don't even get that. I'm not even saying I, what I'm saying is people shouldn't have to mandate you to do it. I don't get why you just don't go out of your way to do it. It's so, it's such a nothing thing. I fucking, Mm -hmm. I can't understand why people won't do it. It's so weird to me. It makes Mm -hmm. me feel crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't, all I can keep saying is I don't get it because I keep looking for words. And because there's such there's such a chasm of difference between like somebody who is refusing to wear the masks and me, I don't know how I don't know how to bridge that chasm. I mm-hmm. just don't understand it. Like I understand. Me and Amber were talking about this earlier today. Like if you're a small business or if you're like your your sister and her husband, their industry and their jobs have been affected by uh, stay-at-home orders and things like Mm -hmm. that and government shutting down. I understand being upset about that. I can see that. Like, I can see being upset about it. It doesn't mean that it shouldn't happen just because it's going to upset you, but I get it. I look at it, I'm like, no, that would be upsetting. You started a business, now suddenly your business can't make any money. Or like, this is the career path you chose, and now suddenly you can't make any money. Mm -hmm. I get being upset about that. I do not get ups- I don't get being upset about wearing a fucking mask. I just don't get it. N- and nobody of all the stuff I've tried to look at, nobody has said anything that's made a lick of sense to me. You're yeah, being the only thing I can think is you're being a fucking baby. I can't like, like I can't come to any other conclusion. It's just such a nothing thing that it's, it's, it's that, nothing. It yeah. I even a part of me even gets the like, okay, you don't want the government to tell you to wear a mask. Cool. Just wear a fucking mask on your own then. Yeah. I'm not totally against you because like if suddenly our government was telling my wife she had to do a certain thing, you know, or telling me I had to do I'm trying to think of an example. I don't know. If you had to wear, like, if you had to wear a full face covering where, like, only your eyes are visible and it was legally mandated. Oh, God. Are we get? are you making fun of Arab countries now? No, but, like, <laughs> it's the reason I didn't make that comparison. You're referring Sharia law? The, the reason I didn't make that comparison is because one is, one is related. It's like, it's 
they're not really comparable because one is a public health crisis that is COVID, and the other one is like a religious thing. It's just they're not the same. All I'm trying to say is like a part of me can understand the logic of well, sure, you don't want the government to tell you that you have to wear a mask. So, but why can't you just wear a mask on your own, you fucking child? Mm-hmm. Like that's where I that that's just the part I don't get is why everybody isn't going like. No, y'all wear a mask. It's nothing. I'm not a baby. I'll wear a mask. What it doesn't it? <clears throat> it affects me almost zero percent. I have to go into a store and be wearing a mask. Who cares? Yeah. And that's why the only thing that I've the only thing I've I've been able to think. My only rationalization is that wearing a mask for these people reminds them of their own mortality, and they would rather not be reminded of it. That's the only thing I can think. Cause I just, I can't fathom. And I'm not like, I'm, I can be a selfish person in many ways. Like I don't share wife. With, I don't share food with my wife <laughs> very easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I just can't, I can't fathom that level of selfishness. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. So there had to me, there has to be some subconscious reason. And the only thing I can think is that, you don't want to wear a mask because it's a constant reminder that you can get sick and die. And so your subconscious, free up storage space, your subconscious is just raging against anything that's going to give you a constant reminder that you're going to die someday. They just don't want to be liberal cucks. I, um... <laughs> so Big J says that's too deep, man. They don't put that much thought into it. I'm saying it's subconscious. I'm saying the w- they're just selfish pricks and want to own the liberals. I, I, you might be that's right. The, that's, that's the one I think it is. I don't agree or nor disagree. I'm just yeah. trying to logic it in my own head. And my own head is that it's a subconscious manifestation or it's a manifestation of their subconscious. So just in the way that if you're on a diet, you will justify eating a cookie or eating ice cream, you'll find a way to justify it. And that like when you're on it, if you're trying to eat right, that's what you actually have to go against is like the rationalization that it's okay. If you eat ice cream, I think it's the same thing. It's that they're so afraid to face their own mortality that they're, they're not even aware of that's why they're rallying against it so heavily. And I'm probably wrong. It's just that the other thought is so depressing that I don't, I don't want to face it. Yeah, that they, they are just assholes. They want to own liberals. That there's just a, a a decent chunk of our population that are just assholes. Mm-hmm. And then you know, then I have that morbid thought that's like, fine, get sick, motherfucker. I I don't know. What a depressing note to end on. <laughs> Well, we don't have a lot of live viewers. I think Big J is our only remaining one. But uh, to anybody who's listened to the audio version, Fighter Manderson tunes in right at the end. Sounds sad. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Uh, If this is your first time listening to us, you can always subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. This might sound stupid. Use promo code. Nope. Own liberals. Own liberals. Own liberals America. Uh... You can also follow us on Twitch and you can follow us on Twitter at this might sound stupid or no, (laughs) 
at TMSS underscore podcast uh, on Twitter. At TMSS underscore podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also email us random topics. We didn't get to any random topics tonight because there just wasn't a lot of people in chat. And I did tell Dan I wanted to end early tonight because my daughter is teething and nobody has been sleeping well at my house. <laughs> so That's I don't know. I don't know what sleep is going to be like tonight. And I'm tired. If you pay attention, you can hear me yawn at several moments. And I feel <laughs> bad for yawning. I'm not yawning because I'm bored. I'm yawning because I'm exhausted. Uh, but if you want to ever email us a random topic, you can. And we will eventually get to it, assuming it's not racist or homophobic. Uh, you can email us at this might sound stupid at gmail.com. If it's racist and homophobic? Then we'll then we'll definitely then we talk have, about then it. we just we're we're obliged to do it. Big Jace says, "Fuck you for being tired, prick." <laughs> do your your kids probably have all their teeth at this point? Um, as always, we're uh, we're brought to you first and foremost by Joey the Good Boy, who I think mm-hmm. Joey is camera shy. Big J says, "Nope, you poor dumb idiot." Ooh, look at that little wallop. Yeah, I think Joey's camera shy. He will hi- find ways to hide. Um, we're also brought to you by Mike Long, who's a talented mm-hmm. designer from Minnesota. He's designed all of our graphics. Shit. Big J's kids are not as good at sleeping as my kids are normally. So Big J is probably more tired than I am. And he probably has the right to say, fuck you for being tired. <laughs> but my kid right now is not sleeping well because of teeth. Fucking teeth. Thanks for listening, everybody. Sorry we ended on a dour note. Wear a mask. Let's do it. It's like, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. It's literally like nothing. It's like candy. Love you too, Big J. Love you, listeners. Just wear a mask. Yeah. That's what we were just talking about, Vitor Madison. Texas made it mandate. Uh, Dan, I only got one other thing to say. This might sound stupid. Nope. 5G, oh. why 2020 like it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One hundred percent. We fu- we fucking. I'm so sad that didn't I didn't say that on the podcast and I said it in just some dumb Discord chat. But that needs to be a T-shirt. Five mm-hmm. GY twenty twenty like it is. All right, y'all. I'm gonna take you out the way we took you in. Have a good night. All these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters. masters. Confucius say, man, you better thug out. Get the bag and the bug out. Uh, try to run home, you might run your luck out. Cause just when your base is loaded, they'll roll a grenade in the thugout. Earth folk, not a mellow bunch. We got our thumbs in the air like hella bus. Uh, Look at who we done blessed with our trust. I don't think we'll be left for too much. Hand on my heart, on my mind, on my drugs. Got a bunch of gut punch for your Atlas shrug. Love or not love.